0: Welcome back to another fun-filled episode of Rankable. Uh, yeah, so if you are just listening to the audio of this, you're you're missing out because we've got some fun video filters going on. But if you are watching us on the YouTubes, hi, hello. Uh, my name is Garrett Sussman. I am the Demand Generation Manager at iPoll Rank. And today I'm joined by, it feels like a holiday festive season, but we're still, you know end of september joined by bb raven bb is the founder of bb buzz entrepreneur she's the link builder bb the link builder uh her link slingers build solid backlinks for her splendid clients. she's infamously known for her world-saving link building advice creative outreach training and expired dad jokes she's into comic books and zombies and all the good things thank you for joining me bb hi
1: Hi Garrett, thanks for asking me and uh, apologies for the audience and for you, because I'm a little bit of an agent of chaos, so I might probably mess up a lot and get lost in the uh, in the answers.
0: No, we are we are winding and weaving and tangentially jumping back to where we came to. Okay. I'm excited. So you have been doing link building for a hot minute. No, you've been doing it for a while. You actually started your business out of your house. You're doing everything remotely, right?
1: Oh yeah, right now I'm on the top of my uh, mountain of laundry
0: (laughs) (laughs) Literally, not even digitally, that's not like a metaphor
1: No, it's not a metaphor, it's so funny because one of the first podcasts I did Actually maybe the first one was with uh, Craig Gamble And then I was also on top of my laundry And then he forced me actually to show all the laundry to people But he did say that it was the best audio quality Because it was soaking up all the, uh, you know, the reverb and stuff, so oh my gosh that's
0: brilliant it's like a soundproof room i so did he ask you to share any of your your link building dirty laundry
1: (gasps) oh no comments
0: (laughs) i i am actually i am actually gonna ask you like let's dive into this we're gonna jump around but in terms of your your dirty laundry uh have you ever had a link outreach go terribly wrong
1: oh yes um let me think real quick about NDAs and what I can and can't tell.
0: <laughs> Dirty laundry.
1: Um, I think. Okay, one of the worst things was when I was white labeling um, for friends, and uh, I, I try not to do it anymore, right? Because it's I, I'm too far removed from the actual project or actual client. Um, and I and. I had explained all the ways how I do stuff. So one of the things that we do is that we have somebody reach out on behalf of the clients. Um, but then it turned out that through a roundabout, the client somehow saw the email that we sent out. They can log into that in any case, but they, they got it sent back from a connection. Um, so then they found out that we were sending out on on their, with their name and logo. And they were really mad about it. So they didn't know and then they threatened to sue uh, my friends because they he hadn't... Yeah, they were also very um, sensitive, let's put it that way. So yeah, that was one of the worst things where I was really scared about, you know, um, getting him in, into trouble. And uh, we spent so much time actually removing all those bios and links even just because it was, yeah, we didn't want the, the client to feel uncomfortable.
0: Well, that was I, a- I- I feel like in in this industry, it has like mixed reputations, like there are a lot of people doing bad practices out there and transparency is so key. It's like you're almost shining the light and and bringing like a a pure level of link building to to this strategy, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not against um, uh, what what people call black hat tactics and all that stuff, as long as you're honest. To the uh, client and if they're aware of any risk, I mean even the link building that I do has some risk you know if I if I do a lot of guest posting, uh, that might become a problem at some point. so uh, but as long as the client is okay with that, then it's fine. well when
0: you say risk, how, how do you assess risk for for link building?
1: Um, it's a it's a hard one, but I I think when you overuse a specific tactic and it becomes a pattern, then there's risk involved, and you can still continue that pattern as long as it works well. But you should always realize that um, it's probably better to have some variety, so you don't put all your eggs in one basket.
0: So, so what are some of those different like techniques that you use? Whether they're common or or even some of the more unconventional link building techniques that you've you've tried and had success with.
1: Yeah, so uh, right now we mainly do two types. One is guest posts and the other one is linkable assets that attract uh, passive links. So those are the two that we use. Uh, I've I've dabbled with, you know, Hado or things like that, but I I never I never um had the consistency to become really good at it. So there's there's so many other link building tactics that you can do, and I always think, Oh yeah, I should try this and this and this, but most of the time, I just fall back on the thing that uh, that I have a system for and works
0: so it's it's interesting you mentioned Harrow, so that's like Help a Reporter out where it's a free service yeah. that you you know journalists basically reach out and they're like, "Hey, we're looking for these source quotes." And I feel like there is a range of quality when it comes to Harrow. Like if you were to do it, how how would you approach it? Like how would you kind of evaluate mm. the the potential opportunities to reach out to?
1: Yeah so um the only way I would do it and I have a client that's uh, eligible for it right now is if you have ex- uh, access to the actual real experts and their turnaround time is uh, 24 hours so it's the only only way I would do it uh, otherwise yeah I don't I don't know or or maybe if the client doesn't care uh, if you just Do whatever quotes, then 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 I would probably do this well. But the problem with Hado for me is not so much that it's not a good tactic, but to organize it. You know, I always want to have a good system for something, and there are some Hado tools out there. I actually was a fan of one tool, and then it got discontinued, and I was like, oh no, you know. So that that was the one time I really wanted to get into Hado because it looked like a system that could really work with multiple teams and stuff.
0: See, see, now you got me thinking, and I'm curious about your systems. Like what? How how do you set up your systems? Like, what does an effective link building system look like to you?
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's effective. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because because sometimes I look at all the work that we do, and then and then I hear other link builders talk about, yeah, we just have a database and we we just send people an email, bam, you got a link, you know. And it's so so the system that I have is is for guest posting, for instance. Is where um, you know you uh, you do prospects I use Pitchbox a lot, so we do prospecting with Pitchbox. Then we inspect and personalize, Then we do content ideation for the guest post pitches, and then we do uh, create templates that are based on the um, qualities of the prospect list, so aspects of the prospect list. Uh, and then we do the outreach, um, and when the replies come back, um, if they're positive, we order the article, and that gets uh, submitted. So. I don't know. That's the system, and we use ClickUp and uh, uh, ClickUp Pitchbox, and we used to use Sheets, but not anymore. So it's just oh wait, I and mean, you also use Slack. For I, I
0: I love ClickUp as well, and it, it kind of leads to when you're talking about content ideation and this whole process. I yeah. kind of that kind of leads into the way like your perspective of link building is is really content marketing strategy.
1: Yeah, I think it it's not because. Um, I don't think other ways are, ba- are bad or anything, but I just have a lot of affinity with copy and with content and with creativity. So that's a a, a type of link building comes really natural to me. And the people that I, that hire um, are uh, usually copywriters. so So they like content as well. And when you talk to a prospect, basically you're asking them to link to content or to accept content. So to me, the quality of the content is really important.
0: No, it makes sense. And, and you know, earlier I was saying about how there, there are a lot of people who give link building a bad name or their pitches are just they're so yeah. awful or they or they see the same tactics <laughs> being used over and over. What you have to adjust a lot. What's working right like without giving away your secret sauce? What's working yeah. right now?
1: Yeah, so um, I always do segmenting and theming is where you make your prospect list. Um, all around the same angle, or they're kind of uniform. So your prospect list is just catering businesses or something like that. And then uh, that's the segmenting part. And then the theming part is where you theme the outreach according to that segment, and not that's not just the pitches itself, but also the whole email. Um, so that works really well for me. And for a really long time, we used humor, and it still works. But I've seen a lot of copycats. So everybody's doing. Uh, well, I wasn't the original one, by the way, to, to begin with. That was actually, uh, what's his name? John Bucken from uh, Charm Offensive, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he, yeah, he used to use uh, like a lot of jokes and stuff and create templates and sell these. He still does. Um, but inspired by him, I used a lot of puns and memes and dad jokes mainly. But I can see a lot of people using it now. So, yeah. Definitely I need, I, you you got to
0: give me a few dad jokes. I, I, I became a father about oh. like six months ago. And so what's your best dad joke?
1: Oh, no, I don't have a best one. I only <laughs> one that I always remember. Okay. What's a fake noodle? What? An impasta.
0: <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad.
1: Oh, I not remember. I'm so sorry. We do like a thousand dad jokes a month <laughs> Oh, no. I, I
0: I mean, I'm waiting for the opportunity to use my. The only one that I even know I think is the classic dad joke is when she she becomes um starts speaking and she comes up to me and she says, "You know, hey, I'm hungry." And then I have to respond and say, "Hi, hungry. I'm Dad."
1: Oh, so, yeah, no, I love that one that's so the, good. <laughs>
0: the day I get to use that will be like my my fulfilling my essence. But, I am curious. So it's funny because you, you'll you go like I'll, I'm in a marketing Facebook group and every now and again, you'll see like someone share a link building outreach template gone wrong where the humor just doesn't <laughs> land. Like that's a risk, right?
1: Dear there. <laughs> I love bad outreach emails. I get a lot of them because I handle for my clients, I handle their inbound links as well. Inbound mm-hmm. link records. So I get to see all these uh, bad emails, and <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's uh, no. I wouldn't. I mean, people people forget that the audit itself is a product as well. You know, it's right. So you have you have to spend time on developing their product.
0: Well, I mean, so going back to that, and you were talking all about segmenting and you know uh, creating the themes. It it, it, yeah. it requires a lot of time and investment how cost effective is that as a service like how do you kind of you know show the value of links and and talk about that in terms of worth your clients spending their money on it
1: oh um so cost effective for me or for the clients both oh yeah so cost effective for me i actually don't know if it's cost effective (laughs) because i never i never measured like how how much does actually one link cost it's so it's such a natural and organic process you know some links you get in two weeks other links take seven months you know because you have to deal with editors and their editorial schedule and all that stuff so i've i find it really hard to assess um as far as the clients go yeah um they're happy so as long as they're happy and they see results on their end I think it's worth the uh, uh, the cost for sure. I have I have one client that's the only one that I didn't sign the NEA for, by the way, so I can tell stuff about them. Bring it, and bring they, it. No. Uh, they, I think they get about like three million. No, wait, it's two million or three. I don't know. A lot of millions of traffic a month now, and um, and that when they started, it wasn't that much, you know. So,
0: no, absolutely. I mean, it, it almost is like this accepted fact that links are critical to seo not alone you know let alone just the actual traffic that it drives but how how do you evaluate the value of a link like how do you value different levels of links
1: um so what do you mean like how do i see if a link is good or not yeah 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 okay cool yeah i'm really bad with questions so but i warned you um so when I look at a link, um, I look at the site, if it's relevant or uh, or if it's not relevant, if it's a really strong site, right, that that will rank for anything. And then I also look at uh, what kind of keywords they rank for, if they're relevant, if they have your audience, you know, if, um, uh, if the article is relevant. So for me, a lot of it is around relevancy. And uh, then where if the link the link placement is is natural and relevant as well if it might give some referral traffic. So that's gotcha. how I link. Yeah.
0: Do you ever have to go back? Like do you ever try to go back after the link is placed, you know, depending on all the editorial, like, do you have to try to get them to adjust, you know, either the anchor text or where they place it or how natural it feels like have you ever had to have that sort of conversation with yeah. the publisher being like, you kind of messed it up.
1: Yeah, because you know most of my links are uh, unpaid links. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm in a in a position where I can't control too much, right? But I, I've sometimes I I have had to go co- go back and ask you know could you maybe uh, so we we provide the article with guest posts, right? So then it's easier because you decide where the link goes and what anchor text is. But we had some people uh, uh, strip out a link, for instance or um yeah or pointed to the wrong page or and then we go back and ask them hey could you uh, could you change it but you can't go too far with unpaid links um you can't force somebody to do something that they want so i've lost some links as well that way
0: yeah i feel i feel like early on in my career there have been those moments like i don't get why people are so stingy with links you know like like a lot of times when you're doing a guest post you kind of know the role and yet the stripping out, like. I get it, but it also feels like kind of a jerk move if you if someone's creating this value for you, right?
1: Um, a little well, yeah, that would be my first reaction too. But I've you know, people always complain about link prospects. And I think we as link builders should also reflect on are, um, have some self-reflection because you know when I started out, everybody was complaining about mommy bloggers how they were suddenly asking loads of money, right? So I went to a media MediaVine group, a mommy blogger group, and I asked, "What do you hate about link builders?" And they said they didn't even look at my site, so the, they're not inter- really interested in me. So it wasn't about the money. What happened was that these women, they well, maybe they weren't all women, but they started to notice that uh, people were making money off them. And the content that they would get would be really bad. So it, take, it would take them hours to edit. And you know how horrible it is to edit somebody else's uh, content. So what they did was they would um, uh, ask for fuck off money because they were thinking, oh, you know what? I'm just going to ask $200. The guy's not going to say yes. And then you know what happened then? Link Builder said Yes. <laughs> And then they were complaining about all the high prices for links, but they created the situation themselves. So when somebody strips the links, okay, yeah, sometimes it's a dick, right? But I I just had an example where we sent an article, the site uh, rejected the article, they didn't like it. So, and then they spun the article and published it and it was really really bad. this is a really big website. So I was really surprised, but anyway, but... So I can get mad, but I can also think about how often have have they been fucked over by the link builders, you know? So they might also have no empathy left for us. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. I remember. So this this story back in the day, I remember writing an article and having it straight up plagiarized by a really big publishing site that it wasn't even any relationship. I reached out to him. I was like, you know what? You keep it but you just add a link to my business and I'm cool. Like you can plagiarize the hell out of it. You have <laughs> to take credit, but if you give me the link, cause I was like, you know, at least I want to get some value. And, you know, if you're a journalist, you know, and you're caught plagiarizing your, your career's on the line, right?
1: Yeah. Did they do it?
0: He did. He did. It was
1: oh.
0: a claim to fame. It's really hard not to say the name, but we, you know, yeah, that's right. I'm uh, fishing.
1: <laughs> I, I'll tell
0: you afterwards. Anyone who watches this okay, episode and exactly. reaches out to me in DMs, I will share the name of it because it's it was ten years ago. Anyway, um, I want to do a really fun exercise before we yeah. dive into the rapid fire ranking. So it's end of September. We've got like a couple of months before Black Friday. Who knows what it's going to be like this year? But you, I want to put you on the spot and talk through some outreach ideas that you'd have for a few different e-commerce sites. Um, so first off, if someone was going to get link, you know, try to get a link for an e-commerce site before Black Friday, like, when should they start? They should start now, right?
1: Yeah, th- I think they should have started maybe already. Is October? <laughs> no, October? Is it October?
0: Yeah, early, late September, early October we're publishing.
1: Oh, yeah, you're late. <laughs> well, <laughs> it depends a little bit. It depends a little bit on on the type of link building that you do. I mean, you have great PR link builders out there who just do like a mega stunt or something. so that that yeah. could be go viral and get picked up. but i'm I'm not that type of link builder. I'm more for the long haul. So I would have started already.
0: It makes sense. ok. So let's say i'm I'm in dad mode. Let's say I want to get some baby clothes. I want to get some baby clothes for for my my six month old what type of link building outreach strategy would you do for a retailer selling baby clothes
1: yeah um so of course i would think about uh, wait how the baby right yeah yes. okay so yeah so i would think about the most um uh obvious uh things like uh parenting blogs and all that stuff but um if it's like you say, if it's for male dads, I would also uh, reach out to sites that uh, talk to the same audience. So maybe it's about, uh, uh, I don't know, it's really, so maybe sleep sites could work, but there, the relevancy is a little bit uh, far, further away there. But I would look around for maybe sites that talk about new dads, you know, how, how hard it is to get some sleep. And um, let's say it's a sleep site or a mattress. Um, actually, a mattress company is also great because they they would be a real business and would be interested in content, and they would have the same audience, but they would not be competitors, except if you're if you have beds as well. But let's say you only have baby clothes. So I would uh, pitch stuff to them that has to do with uh, sleep problems for new parents or maybe um, how, how new dads can get more energy or something like that. And that could link to, um, you know, baby clothes that are easy uh, to, uh, to get out on and off or easy to change diapers on. Or maybe if it's um, it would be like Black Friday or so November, Baby clothes that are really comfortable and really warming, and that, that would all tie into the sleep problems of the dad. So that would be one angle.
0: Okay, that's that's fine. I want to that was for me. That that was a selfish one. I want to give one for you. <laughs> this this one's for you. Ready? Okay, you're a zombie. Uh i kind of serve. Okay, for a store that sells zombie apocalypse survival guide
1: Ooh, packages. Cool.
0: How would you do it?
1: Oh, I love that! It's so cool. I uh, so I teach um, theater sword fighting to people. Oh, cool. So we do a lot of stunt fighting stuff. <laughs> so we really like all I like weapons. My my house has a lot of weapons. Um, I'm wait, not bringing
0: was, my I'm not bringing my baby over to your house.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, please don't. They would choke on everything that's around here. By the way, so um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, Black Friday. I would build links to the zombie zombie survival site. So, hmm. wait, is it zombie survival?
0: Surviving a zombie apocalypse. You know how they sell those survival kits, like yeah. everything you need. Maybe it's like an axe. Maybe it's like some food, and you can buy like the, yeah. the subscription box.
1: So, the most obvious thing would, of course, be horror sites and all that stuff, right? So, an outdoor site would also be obvious. Uh, I would do geeky sites. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I can't really come up with a really creative one there. I think, but I don't. Maybe costume places as well.
0: It's almost Halloween too.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So I'm so I'm thinking about. So one thing is that you look at sites that rank on relevant keywords. So it would be like zombie survival or the specific weapons. And the other thing is uh, sites that are in a where people are in a similar customer journey. So I'm thinking about if people are buying zombie survival stuff, what is their overall buying thing? Um, But I can't really combine it with anything, maybe LARPing or a party, you know? So it would be LARPing sites or something like that, or a party or a bachelor party.
0: Video games, maybe
1: yeah video games could also be yeah so the other thing is also correlated interest so people that are interested in zombie survival stuff they're also interested in this so it could also be anti-bullying sites (laughs) but that's nowhere you want to go that's that's the no that would be bad (laughs) it it makes me
0: i love this approach though because it's and it just you know makes me think about like in terms of the topic relevance of your links it feels like from an SEO perspective, it's also kind of entity SEO relationship building. Oh,
1: yeah. Things. Yeah. That's the funny, th- funny thing about entity SEO, because I'm not really great at SEO. If you start explaining a lot of stuff to me, I don't I don't follow, right? So at some point, somebody was explaining to me semantic SEO. And I was like, what the what fuck are you talking about? Right, right. And now it's entity SC- SEO. And I'm like, that's what I've been doing. That's ontology. That's the whole thing that I've been doing all. the It's just, it makes a circle back to just common sense. You know, it's it's so funny. Um, there was one other thing I wanted to say about zombie survival.
0: <laughs> Sorry to distract you from zombies. <laughs> that's my bad.
1: Oh, yeah. They, uh, okay. So, so I, I'm now, I'm just talking to guest posts uh, yeah. about guest posts mostly, right? But what we also do is linkable assets. And I think on a zombie site i i really like thinking about what what would be uh, a piece that could attract passive links it depends a little bit on how strong the site is because you ha- if it's a really weak site you probably have to do some extra things so one of the things that you could do is um uh i i really like statistics pieces they're really easy to make so a statistics piece statistics and trends you just compile all the data and trends that are for that year around a specific topic and then when a journalist writes about the topic, they use you as a resource because they don't have time to do all the homework. So if you just lay it out for them, it saves them hours, right? Um, if you have a weak site, you have to run some ads for it for the specific keywords that you think a journalist would look for. So it would be for zombie apocalypse, it might be um walking dead stats and trends, or walking dead video game statistics and trends, or something, or zombie game statistics and trends, or virtual reality statistics and screens. So you post it on your site and then you could run some ads for it if it's not strong and then it can pick up uh, passive links Uh, or or maybe a silly uh, random generator around zombies. <laughs>
0: your zombie <laughs> name or your zombie attributes or some sort. Yeah, i it's funny. Yeah. It's, it's always so tempting to go the route of like creating a cool tool or generator. Like I think there's like the viral LinkedIn post generator that was floating around. That's so entertaining. Those those win so many links, right?
1: Yeah, and then and then uh, I do like the low effort stuff. So I would bo- do a random generator that's like really easy to make. You know, because you never know if it's gonna bomb or not. It could it could be not do anything. In the beginning, uh, when I started link building, I thought I had to make epic great things, but I'm actually not that good in creating that. So I spent months on creating um, a wedding guide for Game of Thrones and I wanted to release it before the last season. And It was so much work and then I released it like just after the season ended.
0: <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I got, like, and no spoilers, but was it was it a red wedding guide or was it like all the wedding guides?
1: Uh, it was Westerosi wedding or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. Okay. It had to. Re- so I asked all these uh wedding-related businesses to give mm-hmm. their ideas for for. So it was like the engagement ring uh person, the wedding catering. The all all of them asked for ideas, a wedding dress or a bridal shop and all that stuff. So imagine how much work there was, and I only got like twenty five links. Ah, <laughs> oh,
0: that's. I mean, that's hilarious, but that's sad. <laughs> that said You put so much work. It's creative.
1: Yeah. I have another another sad story. Okay, last sad.
0: sad story. Bring it. Oh,
1: last sad story. So this was, <laughs> this was even earlier. I had a lot of fails. Um, so I have a client, they sell uh, experiences, and one of the experiences was to uh, travel in a in a, submersive, a submersible to the Titanic on a scientific mission.
0: Whoa.
1: And uh, then we found out that the t- Titanic was being eaten by bacteria and could disappear in 25 years but we decided to make it a little bit sound a bit more dramatic like last chance to see the Titanic and then I um I got this really bad journalist list from somebody from Gorkana and I emailed all these all these (laughs) journalists and I said yeah Titanic is disappearing oh so sad here's all the information you know and I will point to the the page I was building to, and nobody well I think one guy replied (laughs) but nobody else um, and then three months later a big news story blew up oh the titanic is disappearing and they actually sent a team of divers to the titanic to inspect the titanic how far the corrosion was did i get a link no zero <laughs> see that's that's <laughs> so
0: frustrating it's like right time right place and it still doesn't pay off and you yeah. just like You try, you know, you cry you cry into your ice cream and then you you move on to the next project. Amazing. I you're 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 hilarious. And I wanna we should start our own podcast at some point because you are a pleasure to talk to Are you ready for some rapid fire rankings? Yeah. Okay. Putting you on the spot. Okay. No, no, no stammering. You just gotta you gotta go through it. All the pressure. All the pressure. (laughs) We'll cue the music. Here we go. Okay, rank your top three of something that you love, anything. Anything? Mm-hmm. Uh, top three.
1: Uh, food, uh, uh, zombies, um, uh, drag, drag queens.
0: Wow, I, I thought you were going to say dragons and you pivoted.
1: Rank your best
0: SEO marketing link building win.
1: Um, I want a link on Psychology Today for uh, Barrel Insurance. (laughs) And the title was How to Prepare Your Elderly Parents for a Bright Future.
0: Oh my god, that's incredible.
1: (laughs) So funny.
0: Oh, okay. Rank your top three SEO or link building tools.
1: Uh, Pitchbox, Ahrefs, Exploding Topics.
0: Okay, that works. Rank your best SEO or link building, trick or tactic?
1: Um, linkable assets, guest posting, and the rest I suck it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Rank, Rank what you love most about SEO or link building.
1: Um, the creativity.
0: And rank your best learning resource.
1: Um, Authority Hackers and Ahrefs,
0: uh... They're I th- brilliant.
1: I think that's it, yeah.
0: By the way, yeah. check out BB's interview on Authority Hackers if you haven't seen another great one. Okay, and finally, rank the top, or second to last, rank the top one to three SEO marketers, link builders that you most look up to.
1: Ooh, that's a nice one. Uh Stacy McNaught, um... Oh, wow. I got a brain fart. I forgot. What what did I? I read it somewhere. I, I read it somewhere. Down. I think it was Giselle Navarro. hmm
0: Oh, she's so good.
1: Oh. Uh, Steve. Steve Toth? Oh, yeah, Steve Toth. <gasps> yes, Steve.
0: <laughs> I, sli- I, sli- I told you. I was like, yeah, you get your answers ready. But yes, yeah, Steve, Steve was on there. And Stacy, I think you said yeah. again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did I? Oh not mention one that was on there?
0: No, no, you said Stacy okay, twice, good. you just, you love her that much.
1: I said yeah. twice. Okay, great.
0: And finally, rank your number one cause or charity that you want to promote.
1: Oh, I have one in mind, but I kind of forgot. But I really like the Trevor Project. That's for uh, LGBTQI plus uh, people who get kicked out of their house. They need a home.
0: Yeah, no, that's a really that's a really important cause. They've been around for a while. It's a good one. Anyway, um, BB, thank you so much for being on here. If someone wants to find you online, where's the best best way to find you and get in touch?
1: Yeah, so um you can find me on Facebook. Uh, I think I'm BB the Link Builder on Facebook. On Twitter, I'm BB BuzzCom, I think. And you can email me at Bibi at bbbuzz.com. But don't offer me any link building services because it's not gonna happen. I got to ask
0: before we go, what what do you if you get a link building like outreach email, what's your what's your response? What do you do?
1: Oh, do you really want me, want me to tell that? Because I'm really I moved them to the spam folder.
0: <laughs> and, I mean, they are competitors.
1: Well, yeah, it's no, it's I don't know why. Maybe it's self-hate. I don't know why I do that.
0: <laughs> well, next time you send me an email after this podcast, I'll send it straight to spam. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I never. Thank you so much for being my guest. I I really appreciate it. This was awesome.
1: Ah, Aw, thank you. There oh you wait, a face is getting all messed up.
0: Mess up the filter. There we go. That was BB Raven. My name is Garrett Sussman of IpoRank Rank. This has been the Rankable Podcast. Thanks again for listening in, and we will catch you next week. Signing off. Peace. Bye. <laughs>